Welcome to the International Career Couples Podcast. This is your host, Kate Galloway. I work with expat couples who want to align and grow both their careers. In this podcast, we aim to explore how expat couples can work as a team to understand and balance their personal and professional goals while living on the move. Today, we're speaking with Sandra and Jill from Forward Steps Coaching. I really wanted to speak to Sandra and Jill because they come from different backgrounds. Um, You heard in the last episode from Sandra and her husband, Ant, who expatted in many countries around the world over a number of years and really made it work for both of their careers. It's a great listen if you have the time to go back and listen to that one. And we are also speaking with Sandra's business partner, Jill who has got a background in recruitment and she was supporting people as they expatriated and heard from them in many different ways about what they were enjoying and what they found challenging. So it's a really interesting perspective to hear from both of them and how it has led them into being coaches who support expats. In this episode, they tell us about the different types of expat the different part of the life cycle that they serve, about the flexible services that they provide. I suppose it's really important as a coach to be offering that flexibility because the expat life cycle, as we know, can go fast or slow and is very complex, um, especially when two careers are involved. Thank you for joining me this afternoon, Sandra and Jill. It's lovely to see you both. And just to explain, I've spoken to Sandra and Ant with their husband earlier today about their own expat um, experiences. And then we thought it'd be really nice to speak to Sandra and her business partner, Jill, from Forward Steps Coaching to find out about how they're supporting expats as well. I wondered if we might kick off by hearing a little bit from your side of things, Jill, in terms, because I know that you've done some international work before. So maybe what brings you into doing coaching and supporting expats as well? Yeah. Um, so hi, Kate, and thank you for inviting us on. Um, so my background was in international recruitment for, and I did that for far too many years. And I was placing primarily expats in emerging markets. So by default, I worked in very challenging geographical areas. And what I noticed over the years is that the expats I was working with either really thrived and loved the adventure they were having and the technical challenges they were having because I've worked mainly in telecoms or they sank. And there were lots of problems that were in, that emerged. So there were things like loneliness. There were things like people feeling very alienated from head office. And what I found is that I was being used as a sounding board for these problems. And over the years, people moved into situations where they were facing divorce, they were facing mental health issues, and it was really quite concerning because they didn't seem to be any support available to them. And so when it came to me thinking about a change in my career, which was about five years ago, I recognized that my skills could be, that experience that I'd had could really be used in a coaching capacity. And But I really wanted to train as a qualified coach. I didn't want to be winging it, which in a way I felt I had been doing, 
when people were coming to me informally for for guidance and support. Um, so that's what that's what brought me to to coaching. Okay. And so, in terms of forward steps coaching, then why are people coming to you? What what's, what's kind of your um, client base looking like, and how are you helping them and supporting them at the moment? So our client base is. Um, made up of, of expats, but there, there really are three different types of expats, Kate. The expat who's actually working in an office, so they're in a new country, they've got a new role, um, and all of the challenges that that brings. We also work with expat partners. So a partner can be in the situation where they've, they've found themselves in a new country, um, with their family, if they, if they have kids with them, um, they may have had to have given up their own career, they're lonely, they've got um, no friends yet, they haven't integrated into the community. So we do a lot of work with expat partners and helping them. Um, and then the other section that we work with on the expat front are expat returners. So um, I think it, it's, it's, often more difficult to come back to your home country having had the most once it's working well having had the most fantastic time um, and I've, I've seen so many different things and had lots of different opportunities to then come home is a real culture shock um, and so we help people uh, with with settling back into home life um, which, which can often be really tricky for people. So it's it's three different types of, of expats that we work with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that the repatriation part, the coming home bit is often overlooked, isn't it? Especially when you're starting off, you don't, and you, you maybe have that kind of um, dip where the realisation of all, all those challenges that you've just spoken about is kind of hitting. You don't think about it at the other end when you're coming, or maybe, maybe you're going off somewhere else and it's the reintegrating and the culture shock happen again or moving home and then it's kind of like oh things haven't changed and people don't understand the experience you've had or how you've changed either yeah um, i think that's absolutely absolutely it your your, your world view has changed you're such a different person um and nobody understands you and that can be incredibly difficult to integrate back into your own community and your own family so from a career point of view, then, if we're talking about international career couples, when you're speaking to people, what kind of challenges do you see them coming in with from a career perspective? From a career perspective, it's the the cultural differences that are often the most challenging. So people who are coming in, say, from the UK or from America or from Germany, um, they are used to a working environment which operates in a certain way and they everybody has expectations as to how things are going to run. And that is often very, very different. So that whole cultural adjustment that has to be made um, is challenging. And I think the other thing is that you are remote from head office. So quite often, if you've been an expat, um, based in a head office situation and you're then placed out of country and you are in a new environment, it's very difficult 
to put your hand up and say, actually, I feel alienated now from, um, from head office. I feel that I'm no longer included in some of the key decision makers. Um, meetings and things like that that are going on. So, yeah, it's a sense of alienation, I think, that is is quite tricky. Yeah. Yes, I, I, also, I also think that a lot of expats, their moves are often a promotion. Um, and so they could be struggling with the new role, um, having to dig deep and, and, and really hone in skills that, that they may not have had a lot of experience of um, that the new role demands and the new promotion demands. So lots of issues within the workplace. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. You can see that. And when we're thinking about the international couple, that's happening twice over. So you've got kind of a new corporate culture, um, new culture that you're integrating in, both of you making new friends, maybe family comes along and your circumstances changes as you go through the different transitions of being an international career couple. So I know that you've got top tips. I'm wondering if you would mind sharing with people that are listening, and we'll put these in the show notes as well, and you can tell us where we can find them, what your top tips are for people. Oh, well, we've um, devised two sets of top tips, one for expats and one for expat partners. And it's a collection of tips that we really hope that will help people um, drawing on our own experience. So I would say the main themes of our top tips is how to integrate, whether that will be in your work environment or um, making friends in a social environment or within your community. Really important to know yourself and what you want um, and, and, and the, using your strengths to help you in your, in your new situation. Um, we really both felt that creating a sense of home was so important. So whether it meant taking a couple of pictures in your suitcase because your container takes two months to turn up at your new location, um, just having those few things that will give you a sense of home because if you're happy within your home environment, you're going to be happy in your expat assignment. Um, and just not being afraid to say, I need help. And, and calling for help, being brave enough to say, you know, I need some support, I need somebody to talk to before things become a real problem. So we've put these tips together. They're on our bio and Instagram, and uh, you'll also find them on several posts that we uh, have done on LinkedIn. And I know, Kate, you're going to share them on your, on your notes as well. Yeah, absolutely. And the website is forward steps coaching.co.uk that right that's so right find out more about the expat coaching and how you're supporting people there as well um from the top tips that you were sharing there it sounds as though really coaching support can come in at different stages i knew somebody who had asked for coaching support prior to her move because she knew that that was the pinch point for her she felt okay with the landing but the part getting ready to go she needed support with and i kind of know of people that have had it during and then afterwards when they've landed back home as well. So I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about kind of what you offer, because I know that you've got some packages there, but also that you like to offer a tailored approach to each individual as well. 
Yeah, so if people go to the website, they will see an outline of um, the programmes that we offer. Um, but I think the thing that we would like to stress is that they really are bespoke. Um, so some people might need two sessions, some people might need 12 sessions. Some people might need an intensive program over three months. Some people might just need some support every six weeks or two months or however the need, whatever the need is, um, we would really hope to be able to, to match that. Um, and the other thing that we have is what we call our power hour, which is a short sort of session to address very particular issues. So it might be an issue around um, work, it might be an issue around home, it could be anything. And so that's an opportunity to just have us as a sounding board for that one session. Um, and then often what we find is that when people have had that session, they will then book on to a longer um, programme. But flexibility really is the key message. Just trying to support and, and really help people is what we want to do. Yeah, it makes sense as well, given how changeable expatriation can be and timescales and things moving all over the place. Thank you so much for sharing everything in the, in the last 10, 15 minutes. What I noticed from the conversation with um, Sandra and Ant and then with you as well, Jill, is how you, you bring your own experience in and you really know this. It's not it's not something I know that you, you kind of will do research on it as well, but this is something you've experienced and that you've gone out and done the work to become coaches so that you can support people in the way that you want to and I know that you're both fabulous coaches as well so it's really nice to hear that you're out there and making this off to people we will put the links into the show notes um, and so people know where to find you but thank you so so much it's been lovely to chat with you thank, thank you, you Kate. it's been lovely thank, thank you. you we had some wonderful tips there from Sandra and Jill talking about how to integrate in um, your social environment and professionally how important it is to know yourself and what you want, how to know your strengths in your new situation. They spoke about creating a sense of home wherever you are and being brave enough to ask for help and support when things aren't going as well as you would have hoped them to. These are all things that I can really resonate with at the moment. Since we recorded this episode, a few months have passed and myself and my family have repatriated back to Scotland. So I can completely understand the idea of that creating a sense of home and being brave um, and kind of relying on your strengths in some way. In the next episode, my husband and I are going to come on and tell you about the career decisions that we've made over the last few months, how we've supported each other and how we've relied on work that we did probably about a year and a half ago on creating our vision together. So I'm really excited to share that with you. And in the meantime, go and take a look at my website, which is www.kategallowaycoaching.com. And you can download the conversation guide there as well.